Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale of Brahma Sports here on kpcradio.com. I am your host, as always, Felipe Gamino. And what a way to end an incredible semester. The first semester back after I took a short break while I was uh, the editor-in-chief for the Roundup in the fall semester of last year. But here in the studio, we have a very special guest. She has multiple hats, <laughs> we could basically say. Uh, she is a huge advocate for athletics. She was recently named friend of the media arts department at our awards banquet in May. She loves to dance. She's a fitness advocate. And of course, joining us here in the studio is Pierce Athletic Director Susan Armenta. Susan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again, Felipe. It's always a pleasure. All right. So <laughs> there's some big news that we have to break first. And that is for the first time in 43 years, men's soccer is finally back. <laughs> finally back. So I know you have a big announcement to make, so I'll give the mic over to you. All right. Well, yes, as you mentioned, we're really excited to bring men's soccer back. I mean, we are a, a soccer community. We have had great success with our women's soccer program. And what better way to... Uh, initiate soccer again at Pierce College. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we have a lot of support from the administration, which allowed me to pursue this possibility. And I I can't wait. I can't wait to see some more soccer games at home. Um, we do have a men's soccer coach secured, and he is our women's assistant coach currently but we'll be leading the men's program, and that is Julio Castillo. All right. So I'm breaking news here on Bravo Sports, right, <laughs> to start off the show. Bam. All right. Bam, right <laughs> off the bat. So uh, Coach Julio Castillo, the head coach, the first head coach in 43 years for men's soccer. Of course, Rudy Dompe was the last one before they decided to drop the program after the 1980 season. So how did these conversations first start? Was it through a survey on campus? Was it through interest by students? Yes and yes. Uh, right. There, We do conduct surveys. Um, the administration conducts surveys about possibilities of, of different sports offered at, at this college. Um, so that survey goes out every year. And every year, men's soccer is probably one of the leading uh, choices to have to add for a program. We also do um, inquiries when we do our outreach, when we have our booths at certain outreach events that we have on campus throughout the year. And the interest list is always the biggest one with men's soccer. Um, and lastly, we have the recruit form that we have on our website for possible recruitment. And um, we didn't have soccer listed. And so when we didn't have soccer listed, people would inquire on a different sport, why don't you have soccer listed? So then we had to list soccer in that inquiry form on our website. So there has been a lot of interest. And because of that interest, um, our conference always asks us, why are we not offering a course or a sport based on that interest? And we didn't have an answer for that. I didn't have an answer. I don't know why it was, uh, was obstruct. I don't know if it was obstructed or what, but I felt that it was a, a great opportunity since, um, having conversations with Dean Claudia Velasco and our VP, Jason Sifra, and our president, uh, interim president, Ara Aguiar, I, I felt that this was a great opportunity to bring it back. So when the commissioner uh, reached out and said that why you guys are not offering uh, this course or sport, um, when you told them, 
what was it that you told uh, Commissioner Jerry White that men's soccer was going to be back at Pierce? And how did he take that uh, announcement from you? Oh, he was excited about it. <laughs> and it wasn't him necessarily bringing it to us. It was more as a conference. So mm -hmm. um, he was very excited. He thought it was a long time coming. And he thinks it's going to be a great opportunity for us and for the community. So wait, so Julio Castillo, the head coach, uh, did you feel that it was smart to begin with someone in-house first, or did, did did he show interest in leading the program right off the bat? Well, he definitely expressed interest. Um, we did open. We had an open position, and so we did uh, interview some candidates. Uh, that was a tough call. <laughs> it was a tough interview process because there are definitely some some very very um, experienced coaches in the community. And um, it was a tough decision, but knowing that Julio has been with us and knows our processes and knows, uh, has great experience in the community and has great um, contacts within the community, that was a big plus too. So it was it was a tough decision. And obviously we're really proud that he's, he decided to be with us as our head coach. Fantastic. So Adolfo, we can say he's still the head coach for the women, but he'll be assistant coach for the men. Um, and I know, is it is it because of the contract from the district that doesn't allow coaches to do more than one sport? Or why is it that he couldn't do both programs? Uh, yeah, in our district, we're, we're not able to offer two head coaching positions because of... Uh, overage in their in their hours if they were to mm -hmm. the coach two two uh conditioning courses or two intercollegiate courses so they go over their load so um again adolfo could have been a great contender within mm -hmm. the pool um but we feel that hey if he's willing to be assistant coach then that would be great as well so uh, i think it'll be a good balance he Obviously, Julio will, would be the main person in charge, right. but he, I'm sure he's going to have some feedback from Coach Adolfo Perez on, on uh, you know, input with the with the team. Well, better feedback from a Hall of Famer here at Pierce. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be interesting because, you know, one day he'll be the head coach, another day, let's say if it's a game, one day he'll be the head coach, the other day he'll be assisting Adolfo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in case those games are both at home. Yes. So, <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, how did you, of course, I'm going to ask you about all the sports on campus. So, how did you see the programs do overall this school year? Overall, overall, it's great to be able to field our teams, um, to complete a season entirely and not have to cancel because of shortage of members, team members, or eligibility reasons. I think we had a big win this season because of those two reasons. Mm -hmm. Eligibility-wise, we were able to complete teams, and just the fact that we had the numbers to complete teams because there were other other powerhouses in, in our conference that weren't able to do those things. So that was a big win for us. Um, obviously, we had some, some strengths with our women's soccer program, um, so we're proud of, of those accomplishments, having been in the second round of a post-conference play. Um, and I think just fielding our women's basketball team that was and our women's softball team this year um, are just huge. It's huge for us. <laughs> so you were talking about uh, 
fielding players, fielding teams out there. Of course, last semester, football had the same situation. Then in 2021, well, they had to forfeit some games because whether it was COVID-related, shortage of players, whatever the reason may be. Uh, this year, they, well, last season, they were able to not only finish the season, they scored some points. Yes. <laughs> Something that didn't happen in 21. <laughs> so do you feel that the football team this year is going to get better than what it was last year? I know last year was the first season. Mm -hmm. Coach Sims couldn't do much because he inherited the team in February of last year. Do you think that the team is going to be better this year? Yeah. I, I know it's going to be better this year. Uh, I know for recruitment purposes, um, maybe our record on the scoreboard wasn't great, but our record off the field and our record in the classroom and as far as some transfers was was stellar. So um, again, I, I hand it to Coach Sims to getting uh, a foundation for this season and we're going to build on that foundation next season. Um, I, I'm just really proud of our, our guys who made it through, who actually stuck around with us <laughs> after the last couple of seasons and even after the pandemic. So um, I think I know we're going to be better. So football had a couple of players commit to four-year schools. Charles Yates, possibly the biggest name to commit to Arizona. Natalia in soccer, Natalia Puccio did well as well. She also committed recently to Long Beach, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so what does that say? That okay. The teams may not be doing well except for, except for soccer, which of course. <laughs> What a surprise. <laughs> what does that say that, oh, these players or these student athletes are getting offers, they're committing to four-year schools. However, the teams that are playing for, you know, on the scoreboard, as you were mentioning a couple of moments ago, it doesn't reflect that in some way. Mm -hmm. Well, it just says that regardless of the scoreboard definition of winning, our coaches see that academics is still is mostly important because they're student athletes first. Uh, I think all of our coaches should follow that model, regardless of what's happening during the season. Um, we'd like to see more transfers. We'd like to see more of our student athletes getting their GPA high. We do. We'd had our Brahma huddle the last couple of weeks ago, and right. you know it's great to honor our 3.0 and above student athletes. So when we can show our college that not only are they participating in a sport and spending a lot of hours outside of the classroom? They still have to make it in the classroom order to be able to be eligible and be able to transfer. So if we can show more and more student athletes gaining some of those awards and recognition and honors, uh, it's great for the, it's great for the college It's great for our program and overall great for the community to see that we are strong Brahmas in the <laughs> community. There you go. And, uh, of course, uh, you had the huddle in May, a couple of weeks ago, and on that same week, we had the banquet for the media arts department, so you were pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, were you really surprised that you got a friend of the media arts department, or did you know it was coming? <laughs> I had no idea. I, I, you know, the advisors were very, very... Uh, persistent in making sure that I was going to be at the banquet. I'm like, oh, great, great. Thank you for the invitation. I, I didn't know why. Um, <laughs> so it was, a, it was a great surprise. I'm happy and honored to receive that award. And I know we have a great, you know, collegial relationship with, uh, with Media Arts and with the Roundup. And I, I feel like, you know, the exposure that we get 
has been more on the positive side. I know sometimes you guys do have to report on our, our losses. I yeah. get that. <laughs> but I do like right. that, you know, that we see the potential in our programs. Awesome. Yeah, so they kept it low-key for you. <laughs> you didn't know what it was for. I had no idea. Because <laughs> yeah, it was funny because, like, one of the advisors came up to me at the bank. And I was like, you know, if Susan's coming, if Susan's coming, I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean, uh, well, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the friend of the media arts department is an award that we give to someone in faculty that has been super there for our media arts students that, they have been available for interviews, even if it's last minute, they're available. <laughs> like I'm sure you've gotten some last minute yep. emails or phone <laughs> calls. Uh, so, you know, like we we'll, we like to recognize them. I know we've given it in the past to presidents, uh, but this is the first time that we actually, not the first time I should say, but like in a while that we give it to a athletics person, in this case, our athletic director, Susan Armenta. So... Uh, congrats on the award. <laughs> Thank you. And it's been it's been great because there have been a lot of good things to, to talk about in athletics. Oh, yeah. Lots of good <laughs> things to talk about. So uh, you were talking about softball. Softball being back. That was a huge win under Coach Brent Marshall, especially you guys getting the win. At Moore Park, that was even great. And, of course, you just said, you know, sometimes you have to report the losses and some of the things that don't uh, really you guys really don't really want to know, but mm -hmm. let's talk about the swim team for a second because uh, this semester they didn't practice on their facility. Right. They had to practice at Crespi, which is in Encino. Encino and Piers, I know they're close, but I mean, you know, they're not practicing on their, on their home facility. Mm -hmm. What's the latest on the pool? And is that going to affect the faculty that are involved in managing that facility? Yes. Uh, so obviously we've seen that the pool is down and there's been a lot of deferred maintenance. And um, at this point, any type of repair that that the college tries to do is, would be a Band-Aid. And this is how the, the pool has been deemed unusable because of the constant Band-Aid. So it is unsafe. You know, there, the initial thing was the a ledge of the pool, part of the ledge of the pool fell into the pool. And so we don't know what what's possible if we have athletes, students, community members out there. Uh, there's use of the small pool, but very minimal because again, if we overwork that one, then the same thing could possibly happen to it. Again, that's what I'm told. Mm -hmm. um, so because of that, we don't have use of the pool and it's a pretty much undetermined amount of time. So the district, it's in the hands of the district at this point. And we're waiting to see what repair is going to be done, if not if it's a complete overhaul. So we're, I believe the administration is working on seeing how our pool staff can be utilized within the college. Um, that's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still trying to figure out what we do with our with our men's and swimming men's and women's swim team. Again, we don't want to put them in that position where they're having to travel far. Um, so our coach Judy is, is looking at possibility of finding a, a facility that's a little bit closer, hopefully, uh, more accessible for the student athletes and see what we can, you know, what kind of contract we can build with them. Well, you were talking about the huge chunk falling into the pool. Cause I remember I covered that story <laughs> for the roundup last semester. Yeah. So I was there, <laughs> uh, when there was yellow tape around it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, kind of crazy, you know, like when you see that the pool has been unusable for some time, you know, like 
because I know you were here. Ara was here when, uh, and of course, Ara has been a huge advocate for us. Like she's the one that said, you know what, we got to get this facilities up to date because she was basically responsible for, well, of course, you as well, (laughs) that the baseball field is repaired, which, by the way, got used. Yep. Finally. Great to see some home games and seeing our boys (laughs) play at home. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, I'm, I'm sure the Filipino community are celebrating as well because this Thursday they opened their season here against the South Bay Saints. Coach Bell, of course, is celebrating uh, double. Uh, of course, the tennis courts there being uh, repaired. Well, they're t- technically done, you know. They're done, yeah. They're, is there, they're are resurfaced. There, are there any talks about, you know, bringing the tennis team back? or There have been a huge, huge interest in bringing it back. And, um, you know, it'd be great to have a team back, whether men's and women's or both uh, both. Uh, but right now, because we're bringing back soccer, you know, we got to bring one thing at a time. Right. So, um, we're looking at enrollment and volume of, of student athletes and obviously soccer will have a greater volume at this point, but that's not to say we won't revisit it in the future. Well, especially since the world cup is coming to North America in three years time, of course, everyone wants to put a, pick up a ball and start playing. Of course. All right. So, um. Of course, Title IX is also a huge issue because you want to make sure you want to balance both the men's and women's programs. And I know you mentioned to me in the past uh, that you wanted to bring women's product, women's cross country, for example. Uh, what's the latest? Yeah, so with women's cross country, again, we thought that bringing two sports in one one fall semester might be a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a little bit of, again, deferred maintenance on the cross-country course. I know it's still getting used, but we still want to make sure it's safe for any potential student athletes that we have on campus. So we'll probably delay that one more semester, maybe no, till next season. So um, that would be great to still have uh, a women's cross-country program. And who knows? Maybe maybe I could be coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, So who makes that uh, final decision? Of course, uh you oversee it, but of course, like who says, "Oh, let's wait till the facilities are safer." Like, who ends up making that final um, call? Well, it's at my recommendation mm-hmm. as athletic director. We consult with the dean, VP, and ultimately mm-hmm. the president. And again, there was just a lot of excitement over uh, men's soccer, so uh, it is going to be a tough fall schedule. And so, until we can. You know, there are there's still some challenges with facilities use, facilities maintenance, and I just think it would have been too much for our current staff to be able to to bring on two sports. So you're talking about, uh, <clears throat> I know we're going to talk about men's soccer again, uh, but when I spoke with you, you told me that that if I could leave a mark, if I if part of my legacy was that I could bring back men's soccer, then I would have done my role do you feel you have fulfilled your legacy in some way there's a yes uh there's some other things that i feel like yeah we got this and yes we we did that and we collaborated enough to to work out some things so not that i'm resting easy at night but it definitely Mm -hmm. feels pretty good about it (laughs) i feel pretty good (laughs) so uh before we get to the other big announcement let's talk about uh this thursday uh, I know Pierce is going to be super busy because of what I mentioned at first with the collegiate team for the Philippines playing here, but also in the morning, graduation takes place. Uh, do you feel it was about time that they used the stadium instead of uh, Rocky Young Park? Nothing against Rocky Young Park. For me, it's, it has been an incredible site, a historic site here on campus. 
But the thing is the seating. <laughs> like, I remember one graduation, well, I wasn't here, but like from what I was told, they had to bring extra chairs in mm -hmm. to accommodate the visitors because they didn't expect that capacity to be over overfilled. Do you feel it was about time, you know, that they moved the site for graduation? I, I've been very... I've been a huge proponent of moving it to the stadium, and I know there were some reasons as far as heat, as far as the sun, angle of the sun at certain hours of the day. There was all kinds of discussions. So uh, when Taft rented our facility last year and it was a success, it, it kind of gave away the excuse. Like, there's no excuse there's why no. we couldn't have <laughs> our own graduation in our own stadium. Uh, I know there are going to be some growing pains. This is going to be the first time we have it. There might be, you know, some logistical things, but I think... Once we get the hang of it, at the volume of uh, spectators and family and friends here celebrating our students, I think it's going to come out. It's amazing um, and memorable for our students. All right. So, uh, of course, we have to address uh, kind of what could be the potential news of the semester. Uh, so, in May, we got an email uh, saying that time is almost running out for you as athletic director uh, that you had shown your interest in uh, returning back to the classroom. So, of course, there was a little uncertainty because you, of course, wanted to put it on hold, but, like, what could you tell us as of today? <laughs> well, as of today, there is a search for a new athletic director. Um, I did express my interest in returning back to kinesiology where I started in health, and um, I feel like we've created a momentum as a department that it's going in a positive direction. We have a lot of things going for us. We have a lot of things in the works still. We just hired a new sports information specialist. Uh, we're looking at new groundskeepers to help uh, be dedicated to athletics facilities. Uh, so a lot of things um, are developing. So I feel like with a new person coming in, they're going to be set up in a much more, uh, much more stable environment to help support our student athletes and our coaches. So when I asked you about legacy, <laughs> and I know like, and I remember I asked you this, you know, like how did you want it to be remembered by, how do you think people are going to remember you in your three years that you were in charge? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I'll be remembered as a fighter for our students, our student athletes and our coaches. Um, that I care, my door is always open, and it will also be open in the kinesiology department. Right. Um, and that I just truly cared about our student athletes and their well-being. Um, it was a tough decision, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there are a lot of factors involved, but ultimately, you know, I've been, I have been working really hard and tirelessly for our programs, and I do need a little bit of break and rest. Um, I do enjoy and miss teaching. Um, but I do hope that, um, our student athletes and coaches and, and staff do know that I, I do care about them and I do, uh, I, I, I'm going to be cheering along, <laughs> uh, tirelessly in a different way, uh, on the sidelines. Hey, I might still be announcing or playing music or doing something <laughs> to help support athletics. Awesome. Yeah. So you were talking about legacy. Of course, I good thing I do that, you know, uh, and of course, uh, you've been a huge advocate. Of course, I've seen it in the past uh, when you were first named AD in 2020, or well, interim, that you were confirmed, I believe, later that year as permanent. 
and there was some continuity there as well in the department. So, I mean, I, I said you were a huge advocate for us. Uh, you basically helped restore the relationship with the Ronda because the other AD uh, basically saw us like as villains, but you know, <laughs> you didn't see it that way. And of course, we appreciate you for that as well. Uh, so, of course, uh, you were talking about you were returning to the classroom. Is there any update about when the next person may start? Has there been any? Have you? Not yet. Not yet. You know, it has to go internal within the campus and then it goes extended to the district and then it goes into the community as other other districts. So, um, again, I'm not part of the selection process, but I do hope that they do find someone that has the the best intention to be athletic director and Mm -hmm. to give the same passion and the same gusto and just be an advocate for all of our student athletes and coaches. Is there any chance, you know, that you can end up pulling on 360 and come back? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Coach Adolph was like, have they made you an offer you can't refuse? Yeah, they made you an offer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Um, maybe it's just the mental break that I need, but, you know. You never know what the future holds. You never know what the future holds. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you in the Father's Game. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, well, thank you, Susan, for uh, coming on the show. Uh, of course, we broke two major news. Uh, of course, one, Julio Castillo being named the head coach. And, of course, what you just mentioned uh, a couple of moments ago, that they're in the search for a new athletic director. Well, we, all we can say, you know, is thank you for always being a great guest on our show. We will still consider you <laughs> if I'm still hosting or whoever is <laughs> after me. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Thank you for always being a huge advocate for us. Thank you. Of course, yeah, we saw your spirit at the games. Uh, and hopefully, you know, as you said, you'll continue to do that down the road. So thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in to an incredible semester. It was great being back on the air after a nine-month break. Of course, congratulations to the incoming uh, editors-in-chief for the magazine and the roundup. Of course, uh, Daniela Raimundo for the, for the magazine, Benjamin Hansen for the roundup. Congratulations as well to both of them as well for KPCRadio.com. Chris is going to be sticking around one more semester along with Trey uh, that's coming on board. So in the fall, should be a great semester. Of course, you will see, and of course, you get you got to see the dream team as well. Absolutely. For the roundup. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Cecilia, and myself. I mean, you, was you, awesome. you, you guys, awesome you guys to got that. to see that. All right, so uh, shout out to Cecilia if you're tuning in. So, so thank you, everyone. Have a great summer. Best wishes always. This is thank Felipe you. Gamino with KPCRadio.com. See you all next time.